Well, we had uh, lots of uh, good memories growing up as children, uh, having grew up in two large families, and mom and dad's house was uh, always the hub of everything on Christmas. But one of the memories that really stood out uh, through all the years for me was when I was about 12 years old, my brother was about 11, we got our first bicycles, and um, having grew up along the foothills of Louisiana, that being the levees along the Chafalaya River, my uh, brother and I found out pretty quick that we could ride our bicycles down the side of the levee, and it was a lot of fun. And apparently Santa didn't do that great of a job putting the axle on the front of his bicycle, and uh, as he was lining it up to go down the levee, he lifted the front of it, and the wheel came off, and it went down the levee like a wheel would, but he and the rest of the bike didn't go down so gracefully. And so needless to say, we had a good laugh at that, but no one got hurt, and uh, it was just a fun time. My favorite Christmas memory is spending time with my family and laughing together. I remember back in seventh grade, my family and another family, they uh, rented a condo in Sun River, Oregon. And so we went up there for Christmas time. We got there, there was like three feet of snow on the ground. Everything was snowed in and we barely made it to the condo. And so every day we just, uh, we spent the days like cross country skiing through all these condominiums and all these bike trails. And we went snow skiing at Mount Bachelor and we take walks in the evenings. They had all these Christmas lights like lined along the sidewalks. And so we just go these gorgeous walks at night and the lights sparkling off the snow. And it was just, uh, it was just awesome. I mean, Campfires, you know, every night, log fires and all that kind of stuff. It was just, it was great. Super memorable. My favorite Christmas memory, I have lots of them, but I probably remember uh, the smell of a freshly cut tree uh, being put in the living room and, and we were able to decorate it. Just that smell that permeated throughout the house. I love that. And mom always made sure that I had a brand new baby doll. As I unwrapped it, there was a particular smell that the doll had. Loved it. Two words, egg, nog. We've had a family tradition ever since I was a little girl. And my favorite part about this tradition was when we would all sit around and drink eggnog and we got to pick a Christmas movie and my favorite Christmas movie was It's a Wonderful Life. I had always wanted a Barbie doll for Christmas. Well, one Christmas I got Midge, who was Barbie's best friend at the time. Um, I think my cousins must have been a little jealous though. They bit a chunk out of her chin, so now I had a Midge doll with a dimple in her chin. The only Midge doll in the whole wide world with a dimple in her chin. She was my favorite doll. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Dressed up like Eskimos 
Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. And I'm dreaming of a white Christmas just like the ones I used to know where the treetops glisten and children listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. And I'm dreaming of a white Christmas with every Christmas card I write. May your days be merry and bright. And may all your Christmases be wise. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style. In the air there's a feeling of Christmas People laughing Children laughing Meeting smile Laughter smile And on every street Corner You'll hear Silver bells Silver bells It's Christmas time in city ring a hear them ring soon it will be Christmas day so have a holly jolly Christmas it's the best time of the year well I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Have a holly jolly Christmas. And when you walk down the street, say hello to friends you know and everyone you meet. So I'm offering this simple phrase, yes, yeah, uh, to kids from one to ninety-two. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to
My mom told me a story when I was growing up that has forever changed my life. It's my favorite Christmas memory. I remember only the lights from the tree illuminating the room as I sat there in her lap, anxious to hear what she had to say. Not only that, I remember the story. All of heaven stood still as God became man. The stars plotted his path from heaven to earth. Past galaxies spun with ease. Past the east blowing wind, which paused and stood at attention as the Lord of hosts made his way to earth. Past the raging seas and curtains of clouds. Even the darkness of night gave way to his glorious light. And the earth prepared to quake with all of its might. The trees stood tall amongst the breeze as the king of the beast prepared to bend its knees. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And yet he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophets. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Oh, the babe, the son of man. Your baby boy 
Merry Christmas. How y'all doing today? Y'all doing all right? Don't y'all appreciate these wonderful gifts that the Lord has blessed us with? Amen. Isn't that great? Let's pray together. Father, thank you for your grace, your mercy, your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for the hope that you give us in this Christmas season. God, I pray that you just help me, Lord, to encourage your saints today And God, I pray that we would leave here lifted up by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. 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 I heard something this week that really touched my heart. And uh, it was uh, somewhere in the Northeast. This child um, was was in a foster system and uh, went to a brand new school, a new family, new school. And there was a Christian student in that school and uh, they were having Christmas, and uh, the child uh, came to school just the day before uh, the, the Christmas party, and in the Christmas party, everybody was uh, exchanging gifts, and this foster child didn't know about the party, and so didn't have a gift. Well, this Christian kid would just notice that the young, the, the, the new kid didn't have any friends, so just went over there and started talking to the young man, and the young man was saying, you know, was really sad. And, uh, and he said, uh, you know, this is the second Christmas I miss because my new family had just had their Christmas. So I missed out on any gifts there. And then I come to school and just too late to participate in this Christmas. And so the Christian young man was just so um, moved and so um, torn by this kid's plight that he decided to take his gift that he had been given And he gave it to the foster child. And he said, you know, my family is going to have Christmas. Why don't you just have this gift? And so, of course, the teacher was so moved by the by the young man's compassion for the foster child that she called the parents and said, I got to I got to tell you what what your son did today at school. And of course. The parents were moved to tears. And, And isn't it true that we're always moved when somebody sacrifices like that. And don't we always have a heart for those who don't have anything for Christmas? Isn't that true? And as I was thinking about that story, I thought, you know, it's what happens a lot of Christmases. There's a lot of people that don't really get the real gift of Christmas. They don't have anything spiritually for Christmas. We lose out for Christmas. Why is that? Well... You know, a couple of reasons. One is 
Man, it's so commercialized. It's all the hustle and bustle and stress and running around and, and you worried about whether you got everything in line and you didn't forget anybody and, and you get all wrapped up in the whole hustle and bustle. And many of us, we can't wait till Christmas is over. And then, you know, you come to church and you hear about the historical event of Christmas. And you hear about Jesus born in a manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes and the wise men following the star. And you hear about all that. And, and, and of course, it's the biblical narrative. It's the biblical story. And it's the true story. And we need to know about that. But I think many times we focus so much on the historical event that we miss out the whole spiritual significance of the whole thing. Are y'all with me out there? Christmas is about the greatest gift ever given. Amen. Amen. It's the greatest gift that has ever been given. And I want to talk to you a little bit about the gift, the true gift. Don't want you to go through this Christmas without the gift, the real gift. I want to just talk to you about number one. One of the gifts God gave us for Christmas is mercy. God gave us mercy for Christmas. Well, you say, man, that don't really, that don't really excite me too much, Todd. If you'd have said, you know, a new iPhone or iPad or, you know, shotgun, that would have been mercy. Yes, mercy. We need mercy. The Bible says he shows mercy from generation to generation to all who fear him. What is God's mercy? It's not getting what I deserve from God. How many of you know that I deserve his punishment? I deserve his judgment, don't I? Come on, help me out. Say, yes, you do, Todd. You do. You deserve God's. Yes, you do. Why? Because I've sinned and we've all sinned and we deserve God's judgment and God's wrath. Isn't that true? Wouldn't you agree with me that not one of us in this room has lived the perfect life and kept all the commandments and never transgressed the law of God? How many of you would say, no, I'm guilty? We're all guilty, right? Well, you know, the Bible says that the payment and the penalty for sinning against God is his judgment and his wrath. In this present life, whenever we transgress God's law, it's like living in a clouded day, day in and day out. Have you ever noticed whenever you've had four or five dreary, dark days and the sun finally comes out and you go, praise the Lord, the sun. You know, they say there's a big problem with depression in Alaska because it stays dark all the time. And you know, whenever you're transgressing the law of God, you live in darkness. It's like having a heaviness over your life. And you don't even realize it, but it's like having a ball and chain around your feet and you're trying to live your life and you can't understand why it just don't all come together. The psalmist said, David, whenever he had sinned against God, he said, you know, when I, when I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away. I groaned all day long, day and night. Your hand of discipline was heavy upon me and my strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. We need mercy. If we're going to live in the light of day. Amen. We need mercy if we're going to have the heaviness broken off of our life. See, some of us, we can't understand why life won't just get better. And it's all because we're living under the penalty of sin. But God tells us that he extends mercy to us at Christmas season. Amen. 
The second gift God gave us at Christmas, God gave us the gift of grace. The gift of grace. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 16, 23, May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. Grace. It's not an iPad, but it's something that you and I need more than an iPad. Amen? What is grace? Grace is getting what we don't deserve from God. Supernatural strength to get through our trials and tribulations in life. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have been through trials today? Some of us have been through trials already today, right? This week. Trials and tribulation. But God's grace is the supernatural strength. To get through the difficult times of life. It comes not from the nutrients that you get in the food that you eat. It comes from a spiritual source. It's the spirit of strength that comes from God. Amen. You know, the apostle Paul, he had a thorn in his flesh. And we don't really know what the thorn was. Some people believe that maybe it was a sickness. Some people believe maybe it was, it was just conflict. We don't know exactly what it is, but whatever it was, it caused an irritation in his life. It, it, it caused discomfort in his life. And he cried out to God, not once, not twice, but three times, Lord, would you please take this thorn out of my life? And the Lord responded to him, Paul, my grace is sufficient. My grace is sufficient. You know, during the holidays, it's not uncommon for people to be in a weakened state. It's not uncommon, just life in general, to get bad reports, to go through family conflict, whatever the case may be, where you get weakened. And the strength of God it's been made available through us, to us through Jesus Christ. That is the true gift of Christmas. It's not a present under the tree. It's a gift that comes from the Spirit of God. Amen? The grace of God. It gives you the edge on life. It gives you the ability to not live in the natural, but to live in the supernatural. It gives you the ability to not live under your circumstances, but to get on top of your circumstances. It gives you the ability to walk on water. Amen? Come on, that's the gift of Christmas. Amen. The historical account is beautiful and we need to learn it. We need to know it. It is the account of Jesus. It's miraculous even in that. But let's not miss the true meaning of Christmas, which is the spirit of Christmas. And then the third gift that God gave us at Christmas is the gift of peace. Jesus said... I leave you peace. My peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world does. So don't let your hearts be troubled or be afraid. What is God's peace? Well, it's the presence of God that drives out all fear out of your life. It's the presence of God that drives worry out of your life. It's the presence of God that's greater than the circumstances and the, and the things that bother your mind. It comes in and floods your mind and your heart and drives out the, the anxiety and the stress and the fear. You can't buy that at Walmart. You can't get that at the mall. It only comes from the throne room of God. People stay up all night because they are filled with anxiety. 
They have to drink themselves to sleep. They have to take pills to just have a little rest in their life because they're so flooded with anxiety. And they go to doctors and they go to counselors and they try every which way to finally just have a little peace in their mind and a little peace in their heart. And Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. There's the world's peace and then there's God's peace. There's no peace like God's peace. Amen. Come on, help me preach this morning. Amen. You know, the holiday sometimes increases anxiety. You know, all the family gatherings, the pressure of having to buy stuff for everybody, the financial pressure, the grief that comes whenever you realize the loss of a loved one won't be there with you. Just it's something about the holidays. And although it can be such a, an awesome and incredible time, for some it can be the hardest time of their life. And they're in a great storm. And I want you to know today that at Christmas time, we're reminded that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And he can speak to your storm that you're in and say, peace, be still. And the winds and the waves of your circumstances have to bow down, die down and leave you alone. Amen. It's not natural. It's supernatural. Amen. So how do you receive the gift that God has for you this Christmas season? See, this gift, it's pretty. It's been wrapped real pretty. How many of you want this gift? See, the thing about it is it's empty. There's nothing on the inside of it. But see, listen, can I tell you something? In this room today, if we would just, you know, just kind of relax a little bit and not be too churchy, some of us in this room today, you would need a gift that says mercy. Mercy. Listen, not in a condemning way, but the truth of the matter is, is we don't have the ability to keep all the commandments and to keep the law of God. And until we ask Jesus to forgive us, we are living under that cloud. That ball, that spiritual ball is on our ankles and we're wondering why we can't get where we want to go in life. It's because we never really got the gift of mercy. See, until you ask Jesus to forgive your sins and ask him to wash away your sins, you're never going to experience the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. And so for some of you, you need the gift of mercy. And so how do you receive that gift if you need it? How do you receive it? Well, the Bible says that if you confess your sins, which means own up to them, if you confess your sins... If you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's a gift, brothers and sisters. Amen. Hey, listen, I don't deserve his mercy, but I am sure glad for it. Amen. And you see, listen, the greatest gift that anyone could ever give is the gift of salvation that comes when you accept the gift of mercy for forgiveness of your sins. Amen. Listen, you know, some of you, maybe, you know, it's not so much the mercy that you need, but you need God's grace. You're going through a tough time. You need strength in your life. How does that come? Well, the Bible says that God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You know what humility is in my mind? It's just 
recognizing that, hey, I can't do it all on my own. I need God's help. And see, listen, this is the way that it is. It's not really complicated. Whenever I'm in a circumstance, in a situation that is overwhelming me, that is, that is just, just killing me, that is just driving me into the ground, all I have to do is simply humble myself and say, God, I need your help. Would you give me strength? And the Bible says that God's grace comes, a greater grace than I was living in before. Amen. Isn't that great? It's that simple, saints of God. We just open up our heart and say, God, I need your strength and your grace. And there it comes. God supernaturally infuses me with his power. Come on. Anybody needing grace today? Anybody going through a trial or tribulation has weakened you and you need strength today? And then finally, the gift of peace. Some of you in this room, this whole holiday season, it's just not helped or not been a blessing, but it's just left you in just a storm. God wants you to have peace. I want you to bow your head with me for just a second. It's not about going to church. It's about receiving the gift. You know, the story I told you at the beginning of me talking There was a boy that had nothing. And there was a boy that gave everything. Somebody gave everything so somebody could have something. And it's a picture of our Heavenly Father that gave His best. He gave His Son, Jesus Christ, so that you and I could not have to go through another season of Christmas with nothing. But we could have the spiritual gift of mercy. If you are in this room today and you say, Todd, I need God's forgiveness. I need God's cleansing. Would you pray for me? I want you to just lift your hand right where you are. I see your hand. Anybody else? Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Be bold. Be confident. Because you've got to receive it right now through the gift and through faith. Come on, right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Come on, just lift your hand. Say, God, I need your mercy. I need your grace. Don't be ashamed. Come on, right now. This is your gift. This is the greatest gift you could ever have. And the Spirit of God is just stirring your heart right now. Thank you, Lord God. Now, there's some of you in this room. You're going through a storm and you need strength. You need the grace of God in your life. You're going through the valley. You're going through the trial. And you need grace, more grace. If that's you, just lift your hands and just acknowledge it. God, I need strength today. Come on, the grace of God is in this place. The strength of God is here to help you, to empower you. Now you just begin to talk to God right where you are. Now some of you, you need peace in your life. You're filled with anxiety. You're filled with worry. You're overcome with stress and you need the peace of God. If that's you, just lift your hand. Just lift your hand. Those of you that have your hands lifted, I want you to stand, all of you, just stand right where you are. Come on. The gift is yours to have. The gift is yours. How much do you pay for the gift? Absolutely nothing. It's a gift. How do you get the gift? Well, you got to reach out and receive it. And that's faith. That's trusting in God. Come on, let's pray together. Come on, open up your heart right now. Come on, just lift your hands if you have the liberty towards the Lord right now. Come on, the Lord wants to touch you right where you are. The Lord wants you to leave this building different than you came. And I have the confidence and the faith to believe that the God that we serve is great enough to press through your circumstances and reach you right where you are. Heavenly Father, I thank you and I praise you for the true spirit 
of Christmas. Lord, it's not just a bunch of, Lord, decorations and a bunch of gift giving and, and the Lord, just a bunch of commercialism, but it's the wonderful gift of salvation. It's the wonderful gift of your strength and your mercy. Lord, I pray for each person that is in this room today. Come on, open up your heart. Come on, cry out to God and say, God, I need you. I need your hand on my life. And I ask you, Lord, to touch me right where you are. Come on, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, come on, let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for shedding your blood so my sins could be forgiven and I could be positioned to receive your grace. Lord Jesus, I thank you for being the Prince of Peace that gives us peace in our storm, gives us strength to carry through every trial of our life. Lord Jesus, I put my faith and I put my trust and I receive your gift. In Jesus' name, I pray. And everybody... That agreed, shouted and said, Amen. 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 Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Now, look, I want you to do me a favor and stand with me this morning. You know, I thought about what's the greatest gift I could give this whole congregation this morning. And I thought, you know, a short sermon would probably be a great gift. How many of you received that gift this morning? Amen. How many of you grateful for the blessing of Christmas, the blessing of Jesus Christ? How many of you glad to be in church this morning and not lost somewhere out there? Come on, Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Amen.
好。